This is your host, Amy Orsno, and welcome to the Transmit Safety Podcast, a podcast that will help you achieve a holistic approach to workplace health and safety with practical solutions introducing new or alternative ways of approach to put that value of safety into action. So fill up that workplace-approved beverage of your choice and tune in to today's episode. Is it a job, a profession, a career? Where do you go? How do you get there? I think it's an interesting thing to ask other people within the health and safety world, how did you get to where you are? What were the influences that impacted you know, where you landed currently within your role. As I reflect back on my own professional progression within this field, I have to go back to the origin story because I never once considered myself to be, you know, somebody interested in getting into health and safety. In high school and university, I never once considered this as a career option. And in fact, I feel like I landed where I am today in a series of unfortunate or unforeseen events and circumstances. The decisions that I've made as I've progressed through various industries and into different positions relied on internal reflection on what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, but also with external influence as well. That's what I want to talk about today the external influences that can impact your career. A few days ago, there was a post within a group that I'm a member of asking about a particular safety certification. The next day in another group, there was a question about, well, what are the skills? What are the qualifications and training that a health and safety person needs to have in order to be hired? As a contract trainer in the classroom, there are generally questions about, well, now that I have this course, where do I go from here? Now that I'm getting this type of training, what's next? That's the big question. What's next and where do you go? My regular response to that question is, it depends. That might not be the answer that you were hoping for. That might not be the answer that you thought was going to be coming to you. But there are some factors that we need to discuss in order to kind of clarify that it depends response. The first one is your career path. Where do you want to go? Do you see yourself in that corporate office? Do you see yourself in senior management, middle management? Or are you focused on that field level interaction? What type of educational drive do you have? Are you somebody who is constantly looking for research? Are you interested in doing research when it comes to health and safety? I randomly clicked on three job postings within my local area to get a more updated understanding of what is being posted. I clicked on three. I was surprised because They were three similar job titles, health and safety coordinator, advisor, and health and safety, I think it was health and safety champion, something like that. One of them had the requirement for a diploma in business or logistics with 10 years of industry experience. Another job posting had the requirement for five years industry experience with a health and safety diploma or certificate. 
And the final job posting that I clicked on was looking for somebody with three to five years of administrative experience with an understanding of OHS legislation and standards. There was no reference to any particular health and safety degree designation required in that last one. And in additional kind of quick click throughs of other job postings, that seemed pretty common. There was a wide range of expectations. I'm not even mentioning, you know, duties and responsibilities. I'm talking about the wide range of expectations when it comes to qualifications and training, as well as the experience of who was ever applying for these positions. And this external factor, if you're trying to get into health and safety, might be influencing the type of professional development that you're looking to go register for. It might be impacting what type of certification or designation that you're deciding to go for. If you have an interest in health and safety, I think it's pretty obvious and a fair statement to say that you can get into the profession wherever you currently are. It might not be the ideal job position or title that you want, but there is a way to get I think your foot in the door, depending on what type of industry and where you're coming from in terms of maybe geographical locations. Now, through my quick job posting search, it demonstrated that there is a spectrum of what is considered requirements for qualifications and training, as well as of experience. And this brings to mind the definition of a practitioner versus a professional. And Is there a difference between a practitioner and a professional? I would argue yes. INSHPO's Occupational Health and Safety Professional Capability Framework, let's say that fast three times. So INSHPO's Occupational Health Safety Professional Capability Framework provides two very distinct categories. One is the OHS professional. This is somebody who is usually university educated, or has obtained a similar level of higher education. And then there's the OHS practitioner, those who are usually vocationally educated. Another way that I've kind of thought about that is that the professional is more likely to be that conceptual thinker, thinking about the big picture, the strategic development of the health and safety management system, more often than not, also in a more senior management role as well where the practitioner is still in that field level aspect, you know, the application, the maintenance of the health and safety management system is one better than the other. In my opinion, no. Should you strive to become an OHNS professional if you are considered an OHNS practitioner? Again, I think it depends on who you ask. It also depends on some self-reflection on what you want to do within your career. A quick search within Canada has eight different safety certifications, four different types of safety designations, 13 international safety certifications, and each one of them has their own prerequisite requirements. So I think it's important for you to say, well, if I am at you know a particular level within my career that I'm looking for other opportunities to come my way, to take a look at each one of those potential certifications, designations, and think about, well, which one is right for you in the moment where you are professionally, as well as where you want to go within the next year, five years, 15 years. 
because it might take you 15 years to get to a certain requirement to meet a safety certification standard. And I'm not even talking about the non-health and safety specific certifications, or I call them the safety adjacent, you know, a project management. So having a PMP, for example, what's the right direction for you? That's something only you can answer. And for years, for years, I resisted getting a certain safety certification. And to be honest, one of the primary reasons was my interactions with people who held that certification. It wasn't positive. It was very much, quote unquote, a private club. And if you didn't have those particular acronyms behind your name, you were seen as less than. And whatever job title that you had, it wasn't considered good enough. And as I progressed more in from the administrative role into more of a field focused positions, I was never held back in where I wanted to go within my career with the lacking of those acronyms. So understanding that one of the external factors that influenced me not getting a safety certification was my interaction with the people who held them. Now, that does change. I am going to give you a little bit of a foreshadowing. That did change. But when I was thinking about where I wanted to go within my career, that lack of certification never held me back. And I will preference it to say that I had an alternative designation. I had an OHS certificate. I had my bachelor's of arts. I had, you know, certificates upon certificates of health and safety training and additional professional development courses. And one of the factors about, okay, well, maybe I do need to get that particular safety certification was when I started to see it in the bidding process. The clients that I was involved bidding for projects on started to rank the level of health and safety person within the subcontractors. And so, you know, I was like, well, I want my company to get as many points as we can in order to get these projects. So maybe I should consider getting a certain type of certification, that formal acronym behind my name, because it seems like those who hold the acronym are putting preference on others who also have that acronym. And getting back to my journey, that was, you know, one of the factors I think that influenced, yes, now I need to hold a certain safety certification. The other was I was already starting to think about where I wanted to go in my consulting business and having a formal acronym behind my name would give me a little bit more credibility in the health and safety world. But I was still resisting. I resisted for probably another year or so deciding on, okay, well, now. Now, where do I go? What do I do? And so during conferences, during professional networking events, I would interact with other practitioners and professionals. I would interact with practitioners and professionals in my industry that I was working in as well as outside of my industry. This helped me to realize that the previous interactions that I had weren't a true reflection. So then I started to research and say, okay, well, what's right for me? I'm not an industrial hygienist. I don't want to specialize in auditing. I'm not a health practitioner. I love, you know, having conversations about organizational behavior. I'm a process. I'm a systems person. And so I was struggling with saying, okay, well, which designation or which certification is right for me? 
And a friend of mine who I think made more of a profound impact on me than he even knew was Al Quilly. And Al and I were talking one day about this certification process. And he said something that just the light bulb went off in my mind. And I went, oh, that makes so much more sense. (laughs) And I think that Al had the ability to make, oh, that made so much sense (laughs) of an impact on so many people. And I think that his impact on the profession has been and will be long lasting. Al passed away in 2021. And there are times where I still kind of, you know, I reference him in conversations with health and safety people that I'm talking about to say like, well, this is how somebody else explained this to me. And Al turned on my light bulb and I'm hoping to turn on other people's light bulbs. So here we go. Maybe your light bulb is going to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So Al told me that some designations are very specific and those acronyms let people know automatically what you've specialized in. Even as an industrial hygienist, you might even specialize further into only asbestos abatement or only particular types of mold or whatever it is, air sampling. But it at least lets you know in the wide spectrum of where you are within health and safety that you have at least specialized in industrial hygiene, where other certifications are more generalized. And that certification lets people know and also reminds you that you know enough to know that you don't know everything, or you know enough to know that you don't know enough. Yeah, that's the way he said it. You know enough to know that you don't know enough. And he said, think about it like this. Think about it like going to your family physician. They know the questions to ask and they know enough to know that they don't know enough. And so they will send you to somebody who has specialized. So somebody who has specialized in clinical allergenist, dermatology, urology, whatever it is. And so that family physician plays an important role in the larger professional practice. And that's okay. That it, it is a very important element. So isn't that true? And I started to think about that. And I said, well, that's kind of where I land. I consider myself a generalist. I haven't really at that particular point in time in my career developed something to very particularly specialize in. So I knew enough about deluge fire suppression systems to tell you that I didn't know about deluge fire suppression systems. I knew enough about confined spaces to say that I don't know enough to know about what it's like to work in a confined space. Another external influence, and I think an internal influence as well of where I've progressed within my careers, I made a decision very early on that I never wanted to work in an environment where if an alarm goes off and I'm dead, that is not for me. So I've made particular choices on my career path, on what companies I want to work with, on what projects I will accept positions on based on that one factor. If the alarm went off, would I die? And, you know, thinking about that is one of those elements 
So in my conversations with Al and with other fellow practitioners and professionals within health and safety, the ah moment for me was that there is a never an exact copy and paste career path. Each one of us has various qualifications, education, experience. Each job position has shaped us. Each interaction with other practitioners and professionals has impacted us. And educational opportunities have developed us in different ways. The question of what does it mean to be a health and safety practitioner or professional is really up to you right now. To specialize or not? That's the question. To stay in a particular industry or to change industries? There's another question. To seek a certification or a designation? Which one is right for you? That's a question. So, my practical advice on these types of questions is to think about the why. Why do you want to be in workplace health and safety? Think about the where. Where would you like to go within your career? Ask questions of others to hear their stories and what has impacted their professional development, their career paths. And ask yourself, am I here for the job or am I here as a career? And perhaps this will help you rediscover what you would like to achieve. Search for opportunities, networking, and professional development that are connected to your responses. But also seek out opportunities that are not connected. Go into the uncomfortable zone of the unknown. That is where we have the largest opportunity for growth. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please feel free to share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're currently listening to.